You have made it to season four of the Not Neurotypical podcast. I'm your host, Laura Stan, and season four is all about connection, connection to self, connection to our community, and continued growth, and I truly believe it's only up from here. But even still, it's good to be prepared, so buckle your safety belts, hold on tight. It may still be a bumpy ride, but it feels really good to know where we're headed. It has been two years since my original autism diagnosis. And it's a lot to process and think about. And first I wanted to share what I said about my autiversary, which is what I call it, last year, July 1st, 2020. I said, I've learned so much this past year and it's been a major series of ups and downs. But being able to share with the community, but also listen and learn from all of you has truly changed my life. I want to say a sincere thank you to the beautiful souls I've had the privilege of connecting with. Each and every one of you is beautiful and inspiring in your own way, and if you haven't heard that lately, don't forget it because it's true. I love all of you so very, very much. Thank you for being the first community to ever embrace me, because it's never happened before until this year. I've always said it, and I mean it. I need all of you just as much as you need me, and also, you all help me way more than I help you. I put on here a side note as well. This page is my experience, and I am in no way saying this is the same for everyone, everywhere, but this is a common theme for those I interact with, just sharing. And my post was, one year ago today, I was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. I've realized adult diagnosis literally means nothing. It does not give you access to support. It's just a piece of paper. The hashtag actually autistic community is far more valuable. So thank you. I don't know what I would have done without you. And this was July 1st, 2020. And it's so funny because I think that was a post of me reaching and hoping and wanting that to be true so bad because it was only probably a month and a half later that I deleted my large Instagram advocacy page. I gave up on hashtag actually autistic. I just had had enough. So it's so interesting to go back last year and read that when it was such a short time when that changed so much. And I'm definitely that person who sometimes posts what I want things to be or how I want change to happen before it really happens or when it's not real in my life. And it's not that I'm fake or knowingly fake. I think it's masking. I think I wanted that to be true so bad. I had been through a lot. I had been through cyberbullying, just the harshness of the community, But I also experienced the love and embracing arms of just lovely autistic people, people I still talk to regularly and check in on and 
Um, I've developed relationships with people I've never even met, but I feel like I know deeply and in a beautiful way. And friendships that I truly believe will last forever. But at the same time, you know, this is where the black and white stuff comes in because at the same time, there are so many hard things that you go through when entering a large community of broken people. And that's what I truly believe the actually autistic community is, whether they know it or not as a collective. It feels like just so much. I'll, I'll go into this, but it's just so interesting to read where I was a year ago and then where I am now in the framework of the past two years. I think I was hanging on by a thread. And sometimes, you know, I say things wanting them to be true so bad, but also looking for, and I hate this, and I hate when other people do this, but I totally do it, like looking for some sort of validation. Like I threw that out there, just hoping people would be like, thank you too, or something like, I don't know. I hate that I ever do that, but I think it's human nature. I think we all do that sometimes. Sometimes we throw out there what we need back and we don't always get it and that hurts too but sometimes we do and we need it and I don't really think there's anything wrong with that but for me personally it was definitely a mask and we've talked about masking a lot on this podcast good masking or beneficial masking or harmful masking the masking that tends to hurt us Um, and I truly believe that I'd like to share now things that I've learned over the last two years. The first thing is if you're not ready to share in a meaningful way, my experiences, the community will chew you up and spit you out. And I don't want that to sound really negative. I really think I just want to encourage you to do the work you need internally before really throwing yourself out there and I feel bad because probably on the podcast definitely on social media when I was first getting into all this it was all cupcakes and rainbows and it felt amazing I found a new community I was still processing a lot of hard things but I just threw myself out there it felt really good I felt like I was finding my people And I was sharing everything, but I wasn't ready. And when I say the community will chew you up and spit you out, I'm really just sharing that's how I felt. I felt like looking back at the time, it felt like personal people had personal vendettas against me when they really didn't and all of that stuff I took everything very personal because I was sharing my story when people critique what you have to say about certain things of course you're going to take that personally but I hadn't learned to separate all of my trauma from autism yet and I haven't I hadn't learned how to separate trauma from myself yet 
two years ago when I was sharing all of this in real time. And that is so important to have a firm grasp of before you really let it all hang out, before you even share with people close to you or just so many things. Like you have to learn how to separate the trauma that you've been through, the trauma that you might be sharing about, and other people or the community or just anything from yourself. Trauma is not who you are. It's your response to things you've been through. And trauma definitely affects who you are. It changes things. But it's not who you are. Trauma responses are not you. It's fight or flight response and and other hormones that are released when something happens that you don't like. And it's still not you. But I had no grasp of that two years ago. And when you first start sharing and finding people who relate with you, it's a beautiful thing. But I also got blinded by that. I think I overshared in some ways things that I wasn't ready to share. The problem is I just didn't know it at the time. But it's okay to go slow. I have always said that. I didn't go slow, but I gave everyone the advice to go slow because that's apparently how I am. Um, It's so much harder to listen to your own advice, isn't it? But if you're not ready, everything hurts when it happens. It's hard to separate the hurt and the pain from the reality. So think about that. The second thing I have learned over the last two years is that as I was processing everything, at first I was very clear. I don't want to be an advocate. I'm just sharing. And I've shared this before, but one person commented, well, you're sharing about autism and whether you want to be an advocate or not, you are because it affects the general perception of autism. And at the time I was like, well, damn, that's kind of true. I do not believe that for a second now. One person is not the face of autism. There's no such thing as whether you like it or not, this is the reality. That was their opinion. But I really took that to heart and I was like, you know what? I'm building a following. Let me just own it. Like maybe I just need to own it. But it still wasn't me. I never. But what I was really doing wasn't all of a sudden owning it. I already was owning it. What I did was I put on my advocate mask. I let others influence what I was doing. I started paying attention to what everyone else thinks, what other people are doing, above what I think and above what I was doing. It became my new mask. And I burnt out. I lasted about, I don't know, six to eight months after that. And that was it. (laughs) Because 
building this following of people when you're telling them that you're sharing authentically. And I just want to point out that I always thought I was, and I was in some way. I was just so very influenced by the community and by what I thought I was supposed to do. And trust me, the autism community of adults, they tell you what they think you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to say and what you're not supposed to say and all this other stuff. And I let that influence myself more than my thoughts and feelings. Part of that was trauma response, just not handling critique very well, um, trigger warning, child abuse and neglect. But as a kid, um, I had very hard words said to me often as a kid, um, mainly by my father, uh, emotional abuse, just, you know, the, the, the common things that so many autistic kids hear, what's wrong with you? Why can't you just be happy? Um, just do it this way, just do it that way. And I started masking at a very young age because I wanted to be good. I wanted my parents to like me. I wanted to do things the right way. And it kind of felt like that all over again. At the time, I didn't realize that, but I came into my own and it was hard. And all of a sudden, when I started being critiqued, which was not right away, it's not until you get into to about 3,000 followers or so. And I've heard a lot of advocates that I've become friends with say that, that everything changes once you gain this following of around two to 3,000. And then all of a sudden, people start seeing you as a voice, a reaching voice, and the critiques start coming and you get the DMs, hey, this post offended me or, you know, all of that. And if you're not ready to handle that and to separate your past trauma and past critiques that you've gone through, it's going to be really hard. So if you're not ready and if you are not able to separate trauma from who you are from the autism community and especially your past trauma separated from autism itself, it's going to be hard to share in an authentic way. It was hard for me. And so many things I shared was authentic. And I'm not saying that I faked anything. All my words were my own. But I didn't share some things that I wish I did. And all of a sudden it became, what what should I share? What do my followers want me to share? Things like that. And that is not healthy. That is masking. And, you know, I'm still working on that. I was just looking through my current Instagram, which is at Laura Stan, L-A-U-R-A-Z-D-A-N. Give me a follow if you haven't yet. I was looking through my archives post, archived posts and I saw some things that I had archived at some point and I'm like, why did I archive that? Like, that's really me. And I took that off of my posts where people can see it. And it makes me sad that I go through this seesaw of like me versus others versus me versus others and up and down and up and down. And I'm just sick of it. And it's really a battle of me versus everything else. It's not, no one made me do any of this stuff. It's really overcoming past trauma and figuring out where is my place in all of this. 
And anyone who is late realized of being neurodivergent goes through this in some way. I mean, they have to. I can't speak for everyone, but I'm telling you, this is what goes through, what everyone goes through as they're processing all of this. And we're all different. We all have different trauma. The people who were supported at home or maybe at school aren't going to have maybe the deep darkness that I went through during all of this processing, but in some form, all of this is there because you're finding your place with a new realization and everything changes. How you see the world, how you see yourself. All of a sudden, you're kinder to yourself. All of a sudden, though, things can hurt a little more, though, that happen. Things people say, the way people react to your realizations. You have to be ready for those things. And the third thing I learned is that I wasn't ready to publicly handle all of the trauma from a late realization. And I kind of alluded to that, but I didn't know it. I didn't know I wasn't ready. I was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid. Um, it Honestly, autism became a huge special interest. So I was just sharing on my podcast, like what I was learning and all of that. And when autism really wasn't my special interest anymore, it became really hard to share more on the podcast about it because all of a sudden it just felt like I was just reopening wounds all the time. And that's why I haven't been posting. So I'm trying to get past that. And maybe I don't really want this podcast to only be about being not neurotypical. Maybe I want to share more about other things, you know, like I'm growing from that. My life is not only being not neurotypical. It was at the time because I was obsessed with it and in a good way, like I wanted to learn all I could. I wanted to learn how to support myself, how to support my kids who are all neurodivergent and be the best mom I could be and and learn everything. And I'm a preparer. Like I feel like I can handle things when I know all that I can about them. And that's what I was doing. And as I moved past that though, that's when I really struggled to find my place. What am I meant to share? What am I doing? Social media is not natural for me. Um, You know, it's not natural for me to just like share everything. And that's another reason why it was hard because I was all of a sudden like, what do people want? What content do people want from me? When it's the total opposite. I should have been like, this is the content that's happening in my life right now. And this is what I'm going to share. And that's the disconnect. And that's where if you're not ready, you're not ready. And it can be really hard. So I may not know exactly where I'm headed or how it will look to all of you. I kind of do know where I'm headed though. I am headed to the depths of my soul and figuring that out and finally getting there. And I've talked about unmasking and all of that. And this is a years long process of shedding all of the trauma and separating the trauma and all of the masks that I wore and figuring out which one helped me and what hurt me and 
just living more authentically. Like when you silence your own voice since you were a toddler, it is not easy to find. And that's okay. And it's been years now. And I've always said the hardest realization of realizing that I was autistic was not autism. It was the mask and understanding that so much of what I did was a response to my environment instead of living authentically and figuring out who I am and my own needs and all of that. It's taking years and that's okay. And this is a journey I'm here for. I am excited to figure out what I need, what I really want. And I'm 36. I'm turning 37 in September. I'm not a spring chicken, but still so thankful to be on this journey now and realize that some people never figure this stuff out. So many people are doing this journey of figuring out what they're really all about without all the noise in their 50s and 60s and some in even their 70s. And I'm lucky to be doing this in my 30s. And of course, I wish it was earlier. I wish I didn't have to mask to feel safe as a kid. I wish that I always trusted my instincts as a kid, but I didn't. And I can't let that affect who I am now. I can't only worry about all the things that I wish I had because I'm never going to have those things in the past. But what I can do is realize that I can have all of those things that I wanted as a kid now. I just have to work for them. And it looks a lot different than what I needed and wanted as a kid, but I can heal that inner child that is longing to be taken care of now. And I can work towards that. And I've said it a million times, late diagnosis or late realization is all about starting over. It really is. It's just starting your life over and trying to do it the right way this time. And it's almost like a rebirth or being born again. (laughs) Um, But born again into you, into your spirit and who you are and figuring out your goals without all of the noise. How many of you have a degree that someone pushed you to get? How many of you have a job because you thought that's the best job for what people expect of me and you hate it? How many of you are doing something right now that you think you're supposed to do that you really didn't want to do? That is not living. That is not life. That is people-pleasing. People-pleasing is the death of who we are on the inside. I'm not talking about doing things to build relationships that maybe you don't love. I'm not talking about doing things that will benefit you at work and things like that. I'm talking about people who literally go through four years of college for a degree that they didn't even want because maybe their parents pushed them or they thought they were supposed to do that because someone said, you'd be a great lawyer and that's what you went to do and that's more than four years. (laughs) But seriously, what you're doing right now, is it for you? If it's not for you, what are you doing and how are you going to fix it? I'll leave you there. Think about it. What are you doing for yourself lately? 
just take a moment and stop and process that. Maybe journal a little bit. That's what I'm doing. Think about where you are right now and where you truly want to be. And whatever is in between that, get rid of it. It's not worth it.